Welcome to Beyond Great Sex, the podcast that will revolutionize your sex life. I'm Morgan Horn, I'm a sex and intimacy coach, and I am going to give you the tools to create the mind-blowing sex life that you've been craving. When you apply the teachings from this podcast, you will drop the shame, limiting beliefs, and everything else that has been keeping you from enjoying the intimacy that you were designed to experience. Instead, you will unleash your unlimited potential, sexual and beyond. When you work with me, great sex is only the beginning. We're going beyond. Hey lovelies, how is it going? Last week, we discussed the science behind your nervous system and how to identify if a lack of emotional and or physical safety is coming in the way of your enjoyment of sex. We saw how not feeling physically or emotionally safe can totally kill your libido, your desire for intimacy altogether, your pleasure, and why it makes it almost impossible for you to reach an orgasm. And in today's episode, I'm going to tell you how you can create that deep sense of physical and emotional safety so that you can open up, let go, and fully enjoy sex. And if you haven't yet listened to last week's episode, I invite you to do so because the info in there will really help you grasp all that we're going to talk about today. Generally speaking, the best way to always feel physically and emotionally safe when you engage in sex is to deeply know yourself and your boundaries. This takes self-awareness and exploration, and as a woman, I'll even add that it takes undoing some of your social conditioning. All women I talk to have had at least one bad sexual experience. And by bad, I mean an experience that triggered them in some way, an experience where there was no emotional and or physical safety during intimacy. And I think that the vast majority of women go through this because of a lack of sexual education, because of a lack of self-awareness, and also social conditioning. And I want to tell you about the typical stuff I see women everywhere do. And I bet you'll be like, yeah, that sounds familiar. Maybe not all of it, but I'm pretty sure that some of it applies to you, as it does to me. The first thing would be having sex with someone before you feel completely ready because you feel that's what's expected of you, either because you've been dating for a while and you don't want to be, quote unquote, taking too long, or they've been paying for outings or driving a long way to see you, or whatever other reason that makes you think you somehow owe them, or it's only fair that you do it. Another one would be being afraid to stop things midway. Maybe you started kissing, touching, maybe you felt aroused and enjoyed some of it, but at some point it started feeling like it's going too quickly, or you weren't ready for more. Yet you didn't stop because you were afraid to be seen as a tease, or you were afraid that they'd be upset for getting them all worked up and suddenly stopping things. Or perhaps you were afraid to hurt their feelings, so you kept going. Another one is having a bad first time, either because it was very painful or deeply uncomfortable. Perhaps things went too fast for you, or perhaps the logistics of things were off, like his penis wouldn't go in, or you didn't feel anything, or something was deeply off, and so you thought something was wrong with you or your body. Another one I see is pushing yourself to have sex with your partner when you don't feel like it, or doing things that you don't enjoy, either because you think it's expected of you, 
or because you love them and want to please them, perhaps because you're afraid that they'll cheat or that they will leave you if you don't satisfy them. Another thing I see is changing yourself for your partner, whether that's starving yourself and overworking at the gym to make sure that you stay thin and sexy for them, or wearing clothes that don't really feel like you because you know that's the kind of woman they want, or just generally feeling like you can't truly be yourself around them, that you need to look or talk or behave in a certain way to be loved and accepted by them, feeling like you're never really enough just as you are. And the last thing I would say that I see very often is agreeing to do things that you don't want to do generally, like meeting a date for the first time at their place or agreeing to ride with someone when you'd rather take a cab or any other thing that didn't feel right, but you went for it, either because they were insistent or again, you just didn't want to come across as ungrateful, unpolite, or you just want it to be accommodating, you want it to be nice even if that meant ignoring your gut feeling. These are all examples of situations in which women disregard either their physical or emotional safety, sometimes both, because of what I said, a lack of education around sex, their bodies, how their desire, arousal, and pleasure works, etc., because of a lack of self-awareness and understanding of their body signals, their intuition, their boundaries, and because of the weight of socialization that has taught us to please others at all costs, including our own safety and well-being. So to break these patterns, I want to first invite you to educate yourself around your body and your pleasure and to learn to decode your bodily sensations and signals. How does it feel when you feel desire? How does it feel when you're aroused? Is arousal a sign that you're ready to be intimate with someone else? Or can you be really turned on and yet not necessarily ready to have sex? Say you're kissing with someone and start to feel aroused. Are you aroused enough for some boob action? Are you comfortable being touched down there? What about penetration? Is it too soon? Do you feel intimate enough to give them head? Is giving head for you more intimate than being penetrated? What are you ready for? And what, on the contrary, feels like too much? Can you tell the difference between when you're a definite yes or when you're just a maybe? These are the type of questions you should be able to answer if you want to engage in sex in a way that feels safe for you. You really want to get to know yourself and your body so that you can understand and define your boundaries. That's step one. Then, once you know yourself well and what feels okay and what doesn't, you want to learn to honor your boundaries. And that partly requires undoing some of your conditioning, like I said earlier. Women are socialized to please others and make sure everyone around them is okay and satisfied before they even start to think about their own well-being, if they do at all. And as a result, we end up doing all the things I just mentioned. We have a hard time saying no or stopping things that don't feel right. We'd rather put ourselves at risk than hurt anyone else's feelings. And the problem is that when we do things that are not in alignment, when we attack ourselves with self-loathing and judgment to change ourselves to be accepted, 
when we repeatedly ignore the signs that our body is not ready, that things don't feel right, that it's too much or it's going too fast, our bodies perceive these events as attacks. I mean it. You might not have been attacked or sexually abused in the legal sense, but it can still be very violent for your body. Your body doesn't know the law. It only understands what it feels. And when it tells you to stop because it feels like too much and you keep going, your body will experience this as an aggression. And as we discussed last week, when we do all these things, over time, our brain can start associating sex and intimacy with those feelings of self-loathing, discomfort, pressure, the attacks, the lack of boundaries. And all this will feed a general sense of insecurity around sex that triggers our nervous system and emergency response. And when that happens, our brain will put together elaborate strategies to keep us safe, like killing our sex drive, because it thinks that if we don't feel desire, we won't have sex and therefore we will stay safe. Or unconsciously disconnecting mind and body to not feel the violence of the attacks, which results in a hard time feeling all the pleasurable sensations, struggling to connect to ourselves and our partner, making it really, really hard to enjoy sex. If you want to feel unshakable, grounded, safe and secure in your sexuality so that you can feel all the juiciness that your body is designed to experience, you need to learn to honor your boundaries. You need to learn to say no, to say stop, to put yourself first, to love yourself and not take shit from anyone, to stop second guessing and doubting your gut feeling, your, to trust your intuition. I learned all this through coaching. Coaching was my medicine. Now, let me give you my most recent example to illustrate this. About three weeks ago, I started dating again. And for the first time in my life, I've joined a dating app. I might actually make an episode about my experience on the app if I think it'll be useful. In any case, it's definitely an experiment for me. Anyway, I started talking with a guy who seemed interesting and who happens to live close by. So he offered to meet in person, which I do prefer. So that's cool. But he invited me to have drinks by his pool, which I didn't feel, you know, was a yes for me. So I told him I'd rather meet someplace neutral for a first meetup, but he kept insisting and not offering any other alternative. I explained to him that I wasn't comfortable going to his place for a first date. We had only been messaging for an evening or so. We knew nothing of each other, but all he wanted was for me to go to his place. And he explained that he's only here on weekends, that he travels for work all week, and so he's tired and just wants to chill by the pool. Anyway, long story short, I told him no, and I ended things there. The old me, pre-coaching and inner work me, would have wondered if I wasn't being too rigid, poor guy, has been traveling all week, right? Maybe I'm the one who's being inflexible. Should I have made more of an effort? And what if he was a great guy and I missed out on an opportunity to meet him? At worst, if I wasn't feeling it once there, I could have just left. What's the big deal? And by the way, all these thoughts did come up. That's the social conditioning I was talking about. 
I can tell you that the guy in question is not sitting around at home, second guessing himself and wondering if he should have been more accommodating and if he missed out on something great and should have made more of an effort. He's likely browsing the app right now for the next girl who's game for a dip in his pool because that's what he wants, right? But the important thing here is that I was quickly able to think, fuck this nonsense. <laughs> I'm not comfortable meeting a guy who I know nothing about at his place. As a woman who has found herself in situations that felt unsafe before, I just don't want to do this. I deserve to honor my boundaries and I shouldn't even have to explain myself. My gut feeling tells me it's a no. And if something were to happen, I know I would regret not having listened to myself. I know better than this. And if he really was interested, he would have offered to do something else, period. I mean, what would our relationship even look like if stepping out of the house to grab a drink is too much of an effort for the guy? Also, if planning a first date already feels like a struggle, it probably isn't a good sign. Now, I'm the one who's not interested. So, no regrets. He wasn't someone I would want to date. But all of this is to say that I didn't go against my gut instinct and meet him at his place, be disappointed, and potentially put myself in an awkward or even worse, unsafe situation, which I might have done in the past. But instead, this time I respected and honored my boundaries. But for that, I first needed to know what my boundaries were and also to undo enough of my socialization, my conditioning to not second guess myself, or at least not second guess myself enough <laughs> to do something I didn't want to do. Now, this little story might not sound so significant, but trust me when I tell you that it is. By listening to my intuition and honoring my boundaries, this was me telling myself and my body, don't worry, I've got you. We're not about to do something that's uncomfortable or potentially unsafe. You can trust me. You're safe. I love and respect you. You come first. That's how you build emotional and physical safety by listening to yourself and honoring your boundaries over and over again. And I know that when I do choose to engage in sex with someone, my body will be able to relax and let go, and that I'm going to be fully present with my senses and enjoy it, because I build a deep sense of inner trust and safety every day. It's deceptively simple, but it does require enough inner work to deeply know yourself and to be able to put yourself first, which is the opposite of what society teaches you as a woman. Now, other more practical tips I want to give you if you struggle with the notion of emotional and physical safety and you don't really know where to start, and especially if you're dating and not necessarily in a committed relationship, the first thing would be to put a plan in place before going out. If you've recently started dating someone, for instance, or you're meeting them for the first time that evening, you can decide ahead of time by what time you want to get home. If you want to go home with them, say you know you're not really ready to have sex with that person yet, you can decide ahead of time how you're going to react if they invite you for a last drink at their place, for example, or what you're going to do if things get heated and you start feeling aroused. 
deciding ahead of time can be really helpful because you'll take your decisions from your prefrontal cortex, the more rational and evolved part of your brain. Before things get fuzzy with second guessing, mixed emotions, and perhaps even alcohol, right? Because that can cloud your judgment. Another thing I want to recommend is talking about sex before you have sex with someone for the first time. Share about what you like, what would make it fun for you, but also how you feel about doing it together for the first time. Are you nervous? Do you have any apprehensions or insecurities? You have no idea how much openly sharing about how you feel before the act can change everything. I know it can be vulnerable to open up. That's why so many people don't do it. But when you think about it, if you can't talk about sex with that person, should you be having sex with them at all? Talking about sex before having sex is one way to lay out expectations and to avoid situations where things go too fast or get out of hand and that your body later experiences like an aggression. But also, it's a way to build emotional intimacy and closeness with the person you're about to have sex with. And that's a major game changer. Now, that's for how to build a sense of safety generally. But I do also want to mention emotional safety within your relationship. Because you might be thinking that you're in a committed relationship, so all of this that I just mentioned doesn't apply to you. But you can be in a relationship and have no emotional intimacy and therefore not feel safe. So I want to invite you to reflect on your relationship for a second. How do you feel about your relationship? Do you feel appreciated? Do you feel loved? Do you feel secure in your relationship? Do you feel respected? Do you feel connected to your partner? Do you trust them? Do you feel comfortable with them? Do you feel like you can be yourself around them, no filter? Do you feel like your needs are met in this relationship? And how about communication? And communication around sex and intimacy more specifically. Do you feel like you can share the parts of you that you want to share with them without fearing their reaction or judgment? If not, this could be a sign that you lack emotional safety and intimacy in your relationship which probably means that you have negative emotions triggering your nervous system, like distrust, fear, discomfort, feeling unappreciated, and so on. And this is going to make it very hard for you to let go and feel pleasure during sex with your partner. So essentially, if we want to build a strong sense of safety that will allow us to embrace our sexual energy and fully let go during sex and enjoy all that juiciness and pleasure, it starts within. We need to start with a lot of self-awareness and exploration. We want to explore the narratives that we have about us, about our bodies, our relationship, about sex and intimacy, and so on. And uncover those that don't serve us and come in the way of us feeling safe and secure. We also want to learn to listen to our body and understand its signals so we can honor its boundaries. We basically need a mind and body approach. To date, I find coaching to be the most wonderful and effective tool to do just that. It has been a game changer in how I approach everything, really, but specifically in how I navigate relationships and boundaries. 
I also highly recommend EFT, that's Emotional Freedom Technique, also known as tapping, to regulate your nervous system. I use tapping all the time to help me process strong emotions like anxiety, which is a big one for me. So if you feel particularly triggered around intimacy and you don't really know what to do with these strong emotions, tapping can be a good start. And when we tap, we usually uncover the thoughts and limiting beliefs that are behind these strong emotions, and then we can coach on those. I also hear that EMDR therapy can also be very effective to process traumatic events. So if you have experienced big T trauma around sex, you might want to consider EMDR as one of your options to recreate safety in your intimacy. The last thing I want to mention today is that whatever you have learned and created in the past, like a pattern of disconnecting mind and body during sex after repeatedly ignoring your boundaries and putting your body through stress, for example, all that you have done and created and learned can be unlearned and undone. So wherever you find yourself at, we can work things through from there. It is never too late to learn about yourself, your body, your boundaries, and to recreate emotional and physical safety for yourself and your relationship. You are not broken and certainly not beyond repair, okay? That's it, lovelies. I hope that this was helpful to you. Now go out and explore yourself and come find me if you need help in the process, okay? You have a wonderful week. I'll see you soon. If you have loved this episode, please add a rating, write a review, and share it around to help spread the word to all the women out there who need to hear this. I am so grateful for you listening. And if you are ready to take this work deeper, book your discovery session with me at www.morganhorn.com. That is M-O-R-G-A-N-E-H-O-R-N.com. We will explore any issue you would like help with and you will learn all about my coaching program so you can get started on creating the sex life of your wildest dreams. I will see you there.